Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Fields. And yes, it must be Wednesday evening. We're here again. Uh, and I'm so excited about being with you. I'm always excited about spending time with the people of God. And um, we're coming together today, as we normally do weekly, to go into the Word of God. I have a lesson to share with you on tonight. And I'm so grateful uh, for the saints here in Washington, D.C., Greater Refuge Temple of Washington, D.C., and of course, our sister church, that great church in the Bronx, Refuge Temple Annex. I say praise the Lord to all of the people of God and to all of you who have connected with this Bible lesson on tonight. I thank God for the saints that are there at the Annex, uh, sitting in the sanctuary, as well as those who are in their homes, are in your cars, some of you are at work, uh, and you have decided to tune in with Pastor Fields. Before we begin, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we're so grateful uh, yet another day that you have made and allowed us to see. None of us would be here had it not been for you. It is my prayer that you would bless us now. We're here on purpose. Hallelujah. We are here because you made it so. Speak to our hearts today. Speak to our minds, our spirits. Step into our homes our automobiles, as the word goes forth, we ask in Jesus' name, amen. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, I'm in the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 10. Very familiar story uh, that I want to get into. I want to teach a lesson from there. Um, remember... Uh, the story of Martha and Mary when Jesus is visiting their home. Uh, there is a, a familiar story, but a powerful lesson there that I'm led to get into. You know, uh, people today, even during the pandemic, are busy doing a lot of things. Some are busy because of fear. Some are busy uh, because they normally are busy. Uh, but how productive, or productive, I should say, are are we? Uh, how close are we uh, to the things that really make a difference? And what I really should say is, uh, in the midst of all of what's going on, in the midst of all of what we're doing, uh, working, scraping, even in the midst of all of this uh, running back and forth, how close are we to the Lord? I pray all the time. It's in my prayer almost every day when I lay on my face before the Lord. Uh, these words come out of my mouth. Lord, we're not close enough to you uh, as, as close as we may think we are. We're not close enough. I don't know how you feel, uh, but it's something that burns in my, my spirit. Lord, we're not close enough. The people of God are not close enough. I'm not close enough. I want to get closer and closer and closer and closer. Uh, and so this question comes to our minds, I'm sure. How do, we, how do we live healthy and happy lives? And it, it sounds like a silly question, perhaps, in the midst of all of this turmoil. Uh, but the joy we have, the world didn't give it to us, and certainly the world can't take it away. Our joy is in the kingdom. Yes, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's kingdom talk. Say it with me. Joy in the Holy Ghost. That's kingdom talk. But um, there's, there's one thing that is necessary, and I need to get here. One thing that is necessary, I would say absolutely necessary for us to really be happy in the Lord, uh, to be healthy in the Lord. Uh, yes, one thing. Um, do you know? What that one thing is, in order to find that out, uh, we need this lesson to help us out. We need to get into this lesson to help that, uh, help that answer come out. I'm going to read out of Luke 10. Get your Bibles, won't you? And let's, let's read through it together. The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. It sounds like this. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. 
and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Remember the story? But Martha was cumbered about much serving, came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister have left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. So immediately we see a difference here. Bible says that when Jesus comes into the house, uh, the Bible says that Mary sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Martha was cumbered about much serving. She was very busy serving. And it makes sense. We have guests in the house. But look at who was in the house. God was in the house. Listen, Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost not thou care that my sister have left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. She's a bit upset with her sister. Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. I'm going to read that same verse 41 in the Common English Bible, and it sounds like this. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. The Lord says you worry too much, and you're distracted about many things. Let's get into this lesson, uh, because... Um, Martha and Mary are entertaining the Lord Jesus. What a privilege to have the Lord in your house. What a privilege to be in the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. They were entertaining the Lord Jesus Christ. He was sitting in their living room. Yes, one of the sisters was worried about being a splendid hostess. The other sister said, I'm going to get all I can get from the Lord. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited just talking about this, and I've gone through this lesson many times, but I'm, I'm excited about the privilege of spending time with Jesus. I'm excited about the privilege of being able to sit in his presence and enjoy the Lord, to hear him speak. My God, to hear him speak to me. To be in his presence, what a privilege. Don't take that for granted when the Lord is in your presence or when you're in his presence. Don't take it for granted. Put everything down and spend time with the Lord. Listen, um, Martha said to herself, what a privilege to be able to fix a meal for the Lord. What a privilege. Right. If it was if it was us, we'd pull out all the pots and pans. And some of you all, uh, I can see you now uh, getting this stuff together and frying some chicken and making some, you know, some iced tea. And yes, I'm going to fix this up. And uh, well, let's go into the lesson. What a privilege to prepare for him. Mary says, what a privilege. Hallelujah. What a privilege. Verse 38, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into their home. Martha received him into her house. Yes, verse 39, and she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at the Lord's feet and heard his word. Now, let's, let's deal with what was going on between the sisters because this is important. Martha felt that Mary... Uh, was unreasonable and leaving her to do all of this work by herself. I'm, I got to do all this myself. I got to do this. And, and who does she think she is? She's, she's out there in the living room. Uh, then it was that Jesus spoke very tenderly to Martha, calling her by her name, right? After she complains, why don't you tell my sister to come out here and help me fix this food for you? And he, he speaks very tenderly. Let's let's go through it before we dig into this. Uh, when we get down into um, verse 40, Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister have left me to serve alone? 
tell her that she needs to come and help me. And listen to how the Lord answers, as I said. He answers her tenderly uh, and says, Martha, Martha, calls her name twice. He's, he's trying to calm her down. Yeah, she must have been a mad sister. And, and, and the Lord is calming her down. Martha, Martha. When the Lord starts repeating himself, it, it's for intensity's sake. He's trying to get your attention. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. You are worried and distracted by many things. Somebody needs to hear this this evening. I'm already ministering to you. Jesus says to her, you are worried and distracted. Think about this. What are you so worried about? What distracts you? What distracts you from giving God time? He's right there. He's right here. He's spending time. He wants to spend time with us. What are we so worried about and distracted until we're not able to spend the time with the Lord that is really needed? Listen, he, he speaks to her uh, gingerly. He speaks to her, I believe, in love. Uh, and he says, Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. Verse 42 is where he really, really, I believe, begins to minister. He said, one thing is needful. One thing is needful. And that's the title of the lesson this evening. The one thing that's needed. One thing that is needed. And, and uh, I know we're in, in this season that we're in, in this corona a virus season. I know before this started, everybody was planning anniversaries. Everybody was planning this, planning that, and planning. And we all do it, filling our calendars up. Um, have you ever stopped to think about the fact that during this season that we're in, the Lord really wants us to pay more attention to Him than we have been? to everything else. And I know we've been busy. Well, what are you saying? Uh, we've been busy selling dinners. We've been so busy doing this. I'm busy. I'm on this committee. I'm on this group and I'm in this rehearsal and we got to do this and we got to do that. Uh, and here we are now in the situation where all the Lord really wants us to do. I really believe, and I'm not telling you to forsake your duties, but we need to take notice of this opportunity to really sit down and spend time with the Lord. I believe he wants this. He said one thing is needful. And Mary chose that good part which shall not be taken away from her. And I, and I love this because some of the things uh, people of God have been struggling for and fighting for even before all of this started. Right. We were wrestling and fighting for position, uh, trying to get this, trying to get that. And Jesus calms her down. Uh, and says to Martha, your sister Mary has chosen the good part. The good part and the part that she's chosen, no one can take away from her. And immediately the message comes into my spirit. Sometimes the things that we're doing uh, and, and trying to achieve, somebody can take that from us. What, what a man gives me, somebody can come and take it. But he says, your sister chose the good part and what she chose she chose time with me she chose to hear my word that's what the scripture says yeah uh martha received him in the house but mary sat at his feet and it didn't stop there luke said not only did she sit at his feet but she heard <laughs> she heard his word my god his word Anybody can can tell us about the word tonight, his word, his word brings healing, his word brings deliverance, his word brings transformation, his word brings strength, his word brings joy and the list goes on and on. Without his word, I can die. I esteem his word more highly than my necessary food. One man of God said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Man shall not live by bread alone. Hallelujah. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, you need to choose God every time. If it's between her and God, choose God. If it's between him and God, choose God. Hallelujah. If it's between the new car and God, choose God. He always has what's best for his 
children. Let's get into this. What does this one thing imply? Uh, because Jesus speaks to her and he's in the house. He's ministering. He's preaching hard. Uh, he says, one thing is needful. And that's the clinger. That's the thing the Lord is, is, is bringing that hook in. One thing. I know she's in there. Uh, she's in here, rather, while you're in there cooking and getting everything together. And, um, but your sister, your sister Mary has chosen the good part. And what she chose, nobody can take away from her. So what is, what is that one thing? What does it imply? What is he implying when the Lord says one thing is needful? And again, for those of you who have just connected with us, uh, the title of my lesson tonight is The One Thing That's Needed. And we're in St. Luke chapter 10, a familiar story, 10th chapter of the gospel according to St. Luke, verses 38 through 42. What does it imply? Uh, for the Lord Jesus to say one thing, one thing is needed. It implies, and, and you can write these three things down. We'll, we'll deal with them briefly. Uh, when the Lord is saying that one thing, it implies three things. It implies reception. It implies devotion. And it implies submission. Reception, devotion, submission. Three things the Lord is implying in that, in that one sentence. One thing is needed. And it implies reception. It implies devotion. And it implies submission. I'll say it one more time. Reception, devotion, submission. Reception. Um, in verse 38, it says that... Uh, came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him. You have to receive him, received him. I have in my notes before Mary could sit at the Savior's feet, she must have welcomed him in her presence. He won't force himself there. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Our God is a gentleman. He will not force himself on you. You have to receive him. You have to Ask him to come in. Let him invite me in and I'll sit down and I'll sup with him. Remember that? So before Mary could sit at the Savior's feet, there must have been a welcome for him to come on in, come in. To sit at his feet and listen to his words implies that this reception has taken place. Not only do I want you in my home, but I want to hear everything you have to say. My God, not only do I want you in my life, Lord, but I want to hear everything you have to speak into my life. My God, I feel this already. Hallelujah. So uh, here's a question. Not only not only to the sinner, we, a lot of questions we ask the sinners. We need to turn around and ask the saints. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to ask the saints, have you received the Lord? Have you really received him into your heart? Have you really allowed him all the way into your life? Yes, because Mary and Martha actually, and they literally received Jesus all the way and come on in. Come all the way in. Come all the way in. John, St. John 1 and 12 says, but as many as received him. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. As many that received him, to them gave he power. You've got to receive him. Yes, it's part of that one thing. It implies first that there has to be a reception. I have to receive him. I can't push him away. And, and the saints need to be asked this, too, because uh, for a while, uh, some of us have been pushing him away. You won't let him all the way in. You've given up and you won't let him all the way in. And you let him speak to some things, but you won't let him speak to everything. And our God, he deserves to be God of everything, every area of my life, every crevice, every hole, every nook of my life. I want Jesus to come in and every thought, everything that comes out of my mouth. I want the Lord to be a part of that. 
The second thing is after reception is devotion. When the Lord said one thing is needed, he implied reception. You've let me in the house. Thank you. The second thing that is implied when he says one thing is needed, he's talking about devotion. The fact that Mary and Martha, uh, and, and let me move Martha out of this, the fact that Mary was sitting at the Lord's feet, the fact that Mary is sitting there hanging on every word indicates that she loves the Lord so much. I love you, Lord. I don't want to leave your presence. Hallelujah. I love him so much. I just want to sit here and stare at him. I just want to sit here and worship him. Yes, she loved him because he first loved her. First John 419. We're dealing with the aspect of devotion. We love him because he first loved us. That thought alone, that verse alone can send you into a tailspin of worship and praise. I love him because he loved me first. I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. I was not worthy of conversation, worthy of time. And he's knocking on my door. He's willing to sit and sup with me. Oh, wretched man that I am. My God, you better think about this. Yes, 1 John 4, 19. I'm going to read it again. We love him because he first loved us. She loved him for his own sake, for his teaching, for everything he represented. She loved him. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. There's a song in my spirit right now. We always sing it. Uh, and well, we haven't sung it in a long time. I haven't heard it in a long time, but normally it would be sung during communion service and worship. I love him. I love him because he first loved me. He purchased my salvation on Calvary. Yes. Uh, John 14 and 15. I want to read this uh, because he loved us first and that love should be reciprocated. You should love God. You should show him how much you love him. Listen, St. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Yes. And Mary did love him. Mary did love him. And in order that she might keep his words, she listened to him. In order that she may keep his word, she sat there to hear his word. I'm going to say it again. I want you to get it. In order that she may continue to keep his word, she sat there. And the scripture says, and she heard the word. Don't just be hearers of it, but doers of it. And she loved the Lord. She loved the Lord. Do you love the Lord tonight? Just put it in the comment section. Hashtag, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. So this one thing is needed. And three things are implied. The first thing I, I dealt with was reception. The second thing we just got through dealing with is devotion. Uh, how devoted are you? When you know the Lord wants time with you, you've got to be devoted. Uh, and, and let's put the spin on it. How many of us have a time of devotion, daily devotion with the Lord? How many of us daily, I don't mean just reading the scriptures on Sunday. I don't just mean that that five minute prayer segment on Sunday during worship, but I mean a daily devotion. David said, I meditate on his word both day and night. Time with the Lord, time with the Lord, time with the Lord. One thing is needed. Uh, that one thing in, encompasses reception, devotion. And the third part, uh, I said, after reception and devotion is submission. 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 I don't know why I keep saying it over again. Submission. Uh, listen, Mary did not stand. Her posture. She did not stand. She sat down. And this indicates that she was submissive to the Lord and recognized him as her Lord. She sat at his feet and heard the word. 
submission. It means that she subjected herself to his authority. Listen, in a relationship with the Lord, only one of you can be the boss. Only one of you can be in charge. Between me and Christ in this relationship that we have, I'm not over him. It is not I that made him. It is he that made me. So not only should I receive him, not only should I have a devotion to him, but I should also always submit to him. Submission. She did not stand. She sat. She sat at the Lord's feet and heard the word. She recognized his authority and she subjected herself to that. And she subjected herself to his teaching. She sits in a place of humility. <laughs> yes. And she took his yoke upon her. This is what Jesus said. Remember? Listen to these words. Remember, we quote the scripture all the time. Take my yoke upon you. That means give me control. Take my yoke. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Take my yoke and learn of me. What does the oxen learn from the yoke? Which way to go? Do you want me to go to the right? Do you want me to go to the left? Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest for your souls. I promise I'm going to do my best not to keep you a long time tonight. But I'm feeling this in my spirit. Because um, I'm not just speaking to you, but I'm, I'm speaking to me too. As much time as we spend, give him more time. As much as we pray, more prayer. As much as we go into his word, do it more. It's important. This one thing is needed. And we said uh, it represents or it implies reception, devotion. And it implies submission. Take my yoke upon me. Learn of me. Mm -hmm. I'm meek and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. So she placed herself utterly and absolutely under his sway. <laughs> she didn't just say yes, Lord. She exemplified the yes. We got Listen, a lot of people are quick to say yes to the Lord. But your body language says otherwise. Your mouth is saying yes, but your life is saying no. Your mouth is saying I love you, but your life is saying something else. She didn't just say, Lord, I love you. She said, I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to get everything you have for me. I'm going to spend as much time with you as I possibly can. Yes. And I want you to speak into my life. Your life, your word rather, is life to my soul. Hallelujah. So she places herself, talking about Mary, absolutely under his sway. So, um, why is this thing, this one thing, why is it so absolutely necessary? Why is it necessary, Pastor Fields? Why, why do we even have to talk about this? Why, why can't we talk about something else? Uh, well, we need to talk about this. Because what I don't want as a pastor, uh, especially when this pandemic is over, and it will come to a close. And, and it's, it's, it's very sad. And, and I'm saddened by those who have lost their lives and we're going to pray for some of the saints who are who are going through right now because of this virus and for those who have lost loved ones but what what I never would want as a pastor and, and any pastor that loves the people of God never let us be so busy doing things until we neglect our relationship with Jesus Christ yeah and I'm remember remember the church of Ephesus Church of Ephesus, he says to them, you have lost your first love. And they were busy. They were known uh, for doing things in the community. It, it was a well-known church, but he says, I have something against you. You've lost your first love. That means there was a disconnection somewhere. Never want to be disconnected from my Savior. Never want to get into church work so much, embedded in doing things so much until I have disconnected myself and I love the work more than I love my savior now that's powerful I'm gonna let you think about that for a while 
I'm going to let you think about that for a while. So when we talk about why is it so necessarily uh, or absolutely necessary, the first thing I have to talk to you about is balance. Balance. It's absolutely necessary if we're going to experience a well-balanced Christian or saved life. The two elements of a well-poised, saved life are sitting. Sitting. This is what Mary did. Sitting. This is what Martha did. And serving. So we're not just going to beat up on Martha. But there has to be a balance between sitting humbling myself, submitting myself, learning from the Lord, and serving. Has to be a balance. Two things, sitting and serving, receiving and giving. But the sitting must always precede the sitting. Sitting, I'm sorry, must always precede the serving. Excuse me. So uh, for an illustration of this, let's go to John chapter 10. Verse 9, where it says, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The words in and out, in and out, in first and then out. Listen to my notes. In for worship and out for witnessing. <laughs> Has to be a balance. Listen to my notes. The Lord Jesus did not rebuke Martha for her act of service, but he did show her that sitting at his feet was the first requirement of successful service. The first requirement for success, successful service is sitting and learning. And this is important. How many people are out there working and doing and they haven't had enough time sitting and learning and gleaning. How many? How many are working in ministry and doing things? How many uh, want to teach, but they don't want to take the time to learn? Yeah. How can they preach except they've been sent? And that denotes the fact that before you go out there to proclaim, you have to sit somewhere and let God pour into you. And let, you know, so here is a primary lesson concerning balance balance so the Lord he did not rebuke Martha but he wanted to show her uh, that sitting at his feet was the first requirement so put that in the comment section uh, sitting at the Lord's feet is the first requirement and in ministry for you pastors who are listening and you're training ministers uh, they have to sit down first before they go out to work Yes, if, you, if you're over an auxiliary, if they're not willing to sit down and learn it, uh, they're not going to be so good on that auxiliary. You have to sit and learn first. How can you usher? Before you stand at the door, you got to sit somewhere and let somebody show you how it should be done. I'm, I'm in the book. I'm in the book. So the second thing about this is uh, if, if, if we're talking about why it's so absolutely necessary uh, it's absolutely necessary also in order for me to grow in grace. Listen to my notes. Many believers remain in a state of protracted infancy. In other words, many believers never grow up because they're neglecting fellowship with Jesus. Listen to what I'm saying. Many people never grow up. They just grow old in church because all these years they've neglected fellowship with Jesus. Fellowship with Jesus. If I'm on fellowship with him, I'm going to go through some things. Yes, if any man follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And I'm, I'm, I'm fellowshipping with him, I'm going to go through. If you suffer with me, you shall also reign with me. So if I'm going to grow in grace, then uh, I'm going to go through some things. Listen to my notes. They fail to sit at his feet and learn. You don't want to learn from him. You just want to do. You want to do what you see others do. But you don't want to take the time to learn from the master. Therefore, they don't grow into spiritual maturity. My God. Second Peter 3.18. This is why Peter told them, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. A 
man. Hallelujah. Also, after we we're, and we're discussing now, why is it so absolutely necessary? This one thing that the Lord is alluding to that he he speaks of and and it's necessary because if I want to experience a well-balanced life uh, between church uh, and what's going on with me personally or uh, if I'm going to grow in grace, then this one thing is needed. It's also needed because uh, I need guidance. <laughs> I've got to sit at the Lord's feet. I've got to do what I need to do to learn from him so I can get guidance. There's nothing, listen to my notes, there's nothing the Lord longs to do more for us than guide us in all the details of our daily lives. He wants to lead us. He shall lead you and guide you into all truth. That's the word. Often though, um, but very often, listen to my notes, we fail to hear his gentle word. You know, a lot of times, uh, and I, maybe it's culture, we, we uh, expect to hear God in a big explosion. Um, you know, something loud, we, uh, give me a sign. Uh, but a lot of times the Lord will just whisper in your heart, whisper in your spirit. First Kings, remember this scripture, First Kings chapter 19. Verse 12. Let me find it for you. First Kings. Listen to this. The Lord is talking to the prophet. It says, uh, and he said, I'm in verse 11, chapter 19, verse 15. He said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Uh, the prophet was looking for God in the wind and in the fire and in the earthquake. Uh, but the Lord came to him in a still, small voice. Isn't that something? Sometimes we're looking for God to come in this big way uh, and he comes quietly. He whispers in your spirit and speaks to you. It doesn't always come. And, and sometimes in church, people feel like if they haven't danced and shouted an hour in church, we didn't really have church. Uh, that's a lie from the pit. My best church at times was not in church, uh, but while I'm sitting in the room somewhere by myself with tears coming down my face and the Lord is just holding me and talking softly into my spirit. And a praise breaks out in the room. Have you ever had? Now, that's some good church when it's just you and the Lord Jesus. Now, I'm not discounting coming to the house of God and worshiping. Uh, but some of my best church was out there when I was going through. Just me and Jesus. And I had to learn how to praise God by myself. No organ, no piano, no drums, no choir. Just me and the Lord Jesus. So when I came to the house of God. When I got to the house of God, nobody had to beg me to testify. Hallelujah. Nobody had to say, somebody get up and testify. And I didn't want to get up and say, God has been good to me. So we need some time alone with him. Yes, we do. Do not forsake that time that you need with Christ by yourself. Yes, by yourself. Let's go. It's sad. Uh, when we're constantly also, uh, because we're not spending time with him, we, it's, it's sad because sometimes because people are not spending enough time with the Lord, they're, they're stuck in a place where they're constantly making bad decisions. Uh, yeah, uh, because they haven't spent time with God. And some of the decisions were damaging. It, it, it was a detriment uh, to their safety or a detriment to their peace. Uh, and all because you wouldn't consult God first. You wouldn't talk to the Lord first. Yeah. Remember these words out of the book of Psalms? 
Proverbs, I'm sorry, out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. Even James gets involved in this. Uh, and he says, listen, if you don't know what to do, you need some wisdom, you need some instruction, you better ask the Lord for it. I'm in the book, James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Yes. So, uh, it is absolutely necessary for me to spend time with the Lord. This one thing, it is absolutely necessary for balance. It's necessary so I can grow in grace and it's necessary so I can get clear guidance. Where shall I go, Lord? What direction do you want me to go into? Take my oak. Let me lead you and guide you. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and I'll direct your path. It's also necessary, this one thing, in order for me to overcome self. Our greatest enemy is not the sister or brother sitting next to us. Well, uh, it's social distancing now. It's not the brother or sister sitting on the same bench six feet away from you. But uh, your greatest enemy is self. It's absolutely necessary for me to spend time with the Lord so I can overcome my big headed self because self gets stubborn. Self at times, I don't care how saved you've been over the years. There are times, there are moments when self says, I don't want to do that. Yes. So this is why I need to spend as much time with him as I can. I'm in chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, I'm going to take you to verse 40. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister have left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Martha is irritated. She's got an attitude now. I'm, I'm in the kitchen and serving, but I, now I'm doing it with a nasty attitude. I'm, and I need you to tell my sister, come over here and do so and so and so. You know, you know, if she was a sister, her neck would have been wiggling, would have had her hands on her hips. She would have been throwing the wash rag around. Tell her to come up in here and help me sitting in your face like that. You know how we do, sisters. So uh, she was irritated and she is distracted. And now. When people are irritated and distracted, they start murmuring and complaining. And if you complain and murmur long enough, you'll eventually start saying things out of your mouth that are harmful to you. Not the person you're complaining about. It reveals more of you. And people really fail to realize that when they get into a place of irritation and distraction. Yes, with the, your sanctified self, and eventually you'll start running your mouth and because your, your heart is turning, you're getting bitter. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a situation that's really gotten on your nerves and you start complaining and fussing, but you're doing more to damage yourself than you are anything else. This could have been prevented. Uh, this would have been prevented if she had went in the room and sat at the Lord's feet put the pot down and went and sat at the Lord's feet. He didn't really come to take. He came to give. I came to bless you. You let me in your house. Now spend time with me. The reason for him coming to the house was really not to eat. We could eat later. I came to feed you. I came to bless your soul. So, in order for her to overcome self, if you want to overcome yourself, you got to spend more time with Jesus. You want to stop being so fleshy. You want to stop being so mean. You want to stop being so uh, such a complainer. You better spend more time with Jesus. And he said, I will give you rest for your soul. Hmm. One sure way of learning to overcome the self life 
is by sitting at the Lord's feet regularly. Sit at his feet. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15. But thus saith the, the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also, that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. I'll give you a New Testament scripture, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4. But let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. I wish I had more time to get into those two scriptures. Uh, but if we're going to overcome self, if I'm going to to overcome uh, whatever it is about myself, that's not right. And yes, as saved as you are, there are still things about you that the Lord needs to change. We are his workmanship, right? He's the potter, we're the clay. And this is why you have to uh, receive him and have devotion towards him. And this is why you have to submit to him. This is why. Uh, so you can have that well-balanced life. Uh, so you can grow in the Lord, grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so that you could have that clear guidance. So you won't become double-minded, don't want to become unstable in your ways. And so you can overcome self. Lord, if there's anything in me, because I'm submitting to you, take it away from me. Hallelujah. I don't want to be anything other than what you want me to be. And the final thing is I need to spend more time with him so I can receive commendation. So he can be pleased with me. Look, Lord, look at what you've done. <laughs> look at what I've learned since the last time we've spent time together. Look. Right? It's, it's, a, it's a time where I'm, I'm, I'm spending time with the Lord and I can hear him speak back to me and I want to hear his commendation. Take you to verse 42, Luke 10, 42. One thing is needful, Jesus is saying, and Mary chose the good part. She chose to sit down at my feet and no one can take that away from her. He's giving her a commendation. You know, I thank you. You're fixing food for me. Yes, you're in there. But uh, your sister Mary chose the better part. She chose she chose the better part. Right. One good thing is needful. Right. And, and, and Martha might have thought, well, is it salt? Is it pepper? Uh, do I need more lamb? Is there enough lamb? Is there enough wine or milk? Uh, but Jesus explains that one thing is needful. And Mary chose that good part. And no one can take that away from her. Listen to my notes. We are told that our Lord commended Mary for sitting at his feet and hearing his word. Nothing pleases the Lord more than when we go to his footstool and wait there in silent adoration and praise. He's pleased with our service. Don't you want to hear the Lord say, well done? And listen, uh, the Lord will speak to you while we're walking with him, while you're talking with him, while you're living for him. He'll speak to your spirit and let you know I'm pleased with you. I love you. Lord, am, am I pleasing? And sometimes in, in your prayer, ask him, Lord, am I pleasing to you? If, if you see something that's not wrong, Lord, help, take it away. Help me correct this. Help me do this. Uh, and I learned that and you learned that from sitting at his footstool. Most of all, he's pleased with our humble submission. When we sit at his feet and learn from him. I'm not going to hold you much longer. Uh, I'm trying not to be so long, but understand that we can only get this one thing that Jesus is talking about uh, by having a real determination. And you have to have resolution, determination and resolution. I want you to notice again in verse 42 uh, that. We're told that Mary chose to sit at his feet. She chose. The Lord says it. I'll read it again for you. Mary have chosen. She had a choice. Do I go in the kitchen with my sister or do I come out here and sit at the Lord's feet and get all this word? 
get all this blessing from the Lord. We can eat later. We can eat the, the natural food later, but I need something for my soul. So the Lord, we're told right there in the word that she chose. So if we're going to experience uh, growth in our lives, if we're going to have balance in our lives, if we're going to be led in the right direction, uh, if we're going to receive commendation from the Lord, then we have to do things on purpose. We have to be determined. We have to have a resolve. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. That's the most important thing. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. It's a choice. She chose. And Jesus said it himself. Mary have chosen that good part. So listen to my notes. It was a matter of deliberate choice. You have to deliberately choose to pray. You have to deliberately choose to get out to bed when the Lord says at three o'clock in the morning, I want you to pray. You got to make that choice when the Lord comes and wants to spend time with you. Get out that bed and pray. Yes. Find some time and spend time with the Lord. He wants to bless you. How determined. How determined are you to please the Lord. It's a short lesson today. I just wanted to tease you a little bit and speak into your spirit. How determined are you to please the Lord? Not man, but the Lord. How determined are you to spend time with the Lord Jesus Christ? Spend time. We, we spend time doing a lot of things. Listen, if you spend more time watching TV than you do in prayer, something may be wrong. If you spend more time on the telephone than you do and reading God's word, something is wrong. Uh, here's something that uh, you may have heard me say this before. Pastor Bonin talking to me when I first came into D.C., he said to me, Fields, you got to pray more than you preach. And that thing stuck to my bones. Uh, and he's really telling me you got to spend more time with Jesus than you spend with anybody else if you're going to be successful, if you're going to grow, if you're going to have balance. Yeah, all of that is true. If you're going to overcome yourself, because let me tell you something, self is a booger. Self is a mess. Don't you get stuck in self. Self will mess you up. Hallelujah. Got to come out of self and say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within me. I want to be used by you. I want to be pleasing in your sight. Are you determined today to be pleasing to the Lord? Are you willing to spend more time with the Lord Jesus? Yeah, turn that TV off. Stop, stop watching so much law and order. Uh, and spend some of that time with the Lord Jesus Christ. Put, put down that, that stuff. And spend more time with the Lord. We need him now more than we ever did before. This one thing is needed. Hallelujah. And in experiencing that one thing and spending time with the Lord Jesus Christ, we are exemplifying and exercising reception, devotion, and submission. And from spending time with the Lord, I'm growing in him. Hallelujah. I'm getting guidance. I'm, I'm getting led in the right direction. Yes. And I'm overcoming this flesh. These are the benefits of spending time with the Lord. Saints, let's not be so busy. Let's not be so encumbered. Let's not be so distracted. Let's not let so many things upset us and irritate us until we take it out on the Lord. Spend more time with Jesus. Yes, put that in the comment section. Hashtag, I'm spending more time. Or in other words, what's even better, I'm going to spend more time with Jesus. I'm going to spend, hashtag, I'm going to spend more time with Jesus. I'm going to stop here and I want to pray with the people of God, everyone who has connected today to this lesson. Spending more time with the Lord is necessary. And yes, a lot of us are, are shut in. Some of you are in the house. I have some saints who haven't really been out of the house since all of this started. Uh, but spend even more time with the Lord. 
spend more time with the Lord than we do watching the news. Ain't not too many good things being put out on the news. Uh, spend more time with the Lord. Your strength is with the Lord. Your healing is with the Lord. Your deliverance is with the Lord. Hallelujah. Everything you need to make it in this life is with the Lord. This is why we need to spend more time with him. Yes, spend more time with him now. And this just came into my spirit. Let's spend more time with him now so we can spend eternity with him later. Hallelujah. Spend more time with him now so we can spend eternity with him later. You need prayer today, this evening. Stretch those hands out, won't you? And let's pray together. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. We thank you, O oh God, for your admonishment. This one thing is needed. Haven't been spending enough time. Hallelujah. Things you want to say to us, things you want to plant in our hearts, things you want to do in our lives. And we must not be so busy until we fail to spend more time with you. Help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We're not so busy until we miss it. We need you. We can't do anything without you. We need you for our instruction. We need you for correction. We need you, hallelujah, for every area of our life. Help everyone under the sound of my voice, including me, to be pleasing in your sight and to pay attention to your word and your guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, just let's start giving God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Listen, if you haven't given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and by chance you have been connected to us tonight, um, I want you to give your life to the Lord Jesus. We can baptize you into that wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And the word of God says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Send me that request. Admin at grtdc.org. And we'll make sure that we connect you to a church in your area. Or if you're here in the D.C. area, we'll make arrangements for you to be baptized right here. If you're in the Bronx, we'll make arrangements for you to be baptized at the Refuge Temple Annex. People of God will take good care of you and, and uh, the minister will baptize you into the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the mothers will worship and, and uh, tarry with you. Yeah, until God fills you with his power, even during the pandemic, to the utmost Jesus saves. Hallelujah. So send me that request, preacher. I want... I need a church home. I want to be baptized. I want the Holy Ghost. Admin at grtdc.org. Now, if you want to plant into this ministry, uh, you want to pay tithing into this ministry or uh, plant a love seed, you may do so. Uh, our technician will put that across the screen uh, and it will give you instructions on how you can give to this ministry. And those of you who are in the New York area, and those of you who are at Refuge Temple Annex, you may use Givelify and be a blessing to this ministry. The Lord bless you. Now, uh, I want to give you uh, sort of a heads up on what we'll be dealing with on next week. Uh, I'm going to be talking about next week on uh, how we can be pleasing to God. Um, we're going to be talking about the ways we can be pleasing to God. How to please God? How do we please God? Um, do you not know that uh, on Judgment Day, there will be people who will stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I did this. Lord, I did that. Lord, I did this. And some of those people, he will look at them and say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I know you not. And then there will be those uh, who he'll look at and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many. So that must mean that everybody may not be in a place where they're pleasing God. I want to stay in a place where I'm pleasing God. We're going to talk about that on next week. So meet me, won't you? If the Lord says so, 
Meet me next week. Same time. Same channel. Yes. There are three things I need you to do. And between now and then, if the Lord says so, that we'll be able to meet again. I want you to be careful. I want you to be prayerful. And yes, be holy. God bless you. See you soon. Shalom. Shalom.